0: Sure, it's fun to catch fish every now and then when you go fishing, but it's more fun to catch fish every time you go fishing. We're going to talk about keys to consistency and more on this episode of Fishful Thinker, the podcast. I'm Chad Lachance, and you're listening to Fishful Thinker, the podcast. All things fishful, all the time. Hey guys, Chad LaChance here. Once again, I appreciate you tuning in to this episode of Fishful Thinker, the podcast of course always brought to you by Sportsman's Warehouse. Now, this topic about consistency is something that I feel very passionate about. It's something that's been extremely important to me over the course of my career and it's something that I think a lot of people, even though they all say they want to catch big fish, at the end of the day what I find out on guide trip is they just want to catch a whole bunch of fish. So, we're going to talk about just that today, and it's going to be really fun. Now, real quick, if you're a fan of this podcast, you know I've been fighting some voice issues and some throat issues here for, oh, probably a month now. And long story short, not to get into too much, you know, personal stuff, but, uh, but I did come down with mononucleosis, and it has messed with my throat a whole bunch, and I don't pre-record these podcasts. They're all fresh when they go up. So, uh, if I stumble a little bit in my voice, I appreciate you hanging in there and understanding. And I'm feeling fine. It's just a matter of getting my voice to come back where I can be consistent again. So, let's get into the meat of our topic, consistency. Now, how did I develop consistency? It started with me being a tournament angler. And when you're paying money and you're going to travel somewhere and you're going to go to a bass fishing destination... You want to catch them every time. And what I really quickly found out that tournament level fishing, at least at the club level, which I know the highest percentage of you would be as opposed to the pro level, consistency wins you way more awards and way more accolades than does swinging for the bleachers. Swinging for the bleachers is great, <clears throat> but the home run leader is quite often the strikeout leader as well. And they're fundamentally different mindsets. You can't you, you can't fish to be consistent and fish for the biggest fish in the system. And we'll talk more about that going forward. But the key, but for me, the key to being successful as a club level tournament angler was consistency. When I quit being a club level tournament angler and fished all the way up to even at the pro level, I still found out that Until you're one of the top echelon guys, you still just need to be consistent. You need to catch your five, and they need to be reasonable but not giant every time you hit the water. Very important. Then I went on to coaching kids for junior Bassmasters all the way up to the high school national championship for high school Bassmasters. Again, consistency is key. In fact, the year we won the national championship, we would have been soundly beaten by several teams that weighed you know, 25 or 30 pounds one day, 27 pounds one day, and 15 the next day. Meanwhile, we just plotted along with 17 or 18 every day, and no big giant bags and no little tiny bags. Our consistency won us the national championship. Even further, as a guide... Uh, which I've been a fishing guide since 2004, Um, same thing. Anglers want to catch them every time. It's not a partial thing. Some days they want to catch them. I'll get anglers that will tell me on the phone ahead of our guide trip, I just want to catch some big ones. Halfway through the day, they've caught one or two good-sized fish, and it's not a numbers game, and they're like, geez, well, can we catch more fish? Yeah, we can. Consistency is key. The key, the thing is, how do we maintain consistency? So here's my key points to maintain consistency. And the first one is find a couple of baits that you have confidence in, or that you enjoy fishing, so that you can develop confidence in them, and really focus on how to use those and apply them to a variety of situations. Now, if you're a fan of fishful thinker, there's going to be a couple baits that will come to mind right away. Whether you watched us on television or YouTube. Or you just listened to this podcast, or you've read my columns over the years, whatever, you're gonna know that right away I'm gonna gravitate to two different baits, one of two different baits for my consistency. And that is going to be either a jerk bait, which is a horizontal reaction style bait that I can get fish to bite whether they're feeding or they're not feeding. The only limitation of the jerk bait is if the, are the fish too deep to get to it because the bait does not sink or at least the way I fish them that's irrelevant, whether it sinks or not, um, you're not going to be able to be the most consistent with a bait that can't get deeper, right? So then the other bait that, that goes hand-in-hand hand with the jerk bait for me is the finesse jig. And a finesse jig for me is somewhere between a sixteenth of an ounce and a quarter of an ounce jig head. And it's going to have a body on it somewhere between two and a half inches and four inches long. Now, that sounds suspiciously like a 3-inch gulp minnow on an 8-ounce jig head. Bingo, you are the winner of today's raffle. The 3-inch gulp minnow to me is the most consistent bait there is. Looks real, tastes real, feels real, uh, can fish it any which way, can fish it 100 feet deep or 2 feet deep or anywhere in between. It's a very, very consistent bait. The most consistent bait out there, in my opinion, to the point that I've done whole podcasts on it, and you can look it up, the most consistent bait of all. Same with the jerkbait. We've done whole podcasts on the jerk bait. The reality is one of those two baits will get me bites the overwhelming majority of the time, if not both of them, and between the two, I can fish any depth range for any species. I don't care if I'm crappie fishing or fishing for bluefish in the ocean or redfish in the flats or snook in the canals or you know high mountain cutthroats, uh, one of those two baits will get me bites. Uh, I'll have to maybe change the size and things like that, maybe the color. But more importantly, it's going to come down to the cadence of how I work either of the two baits or, or the style and how I work them. But bottom line is find yourself a couple of baits that will cover the whole depth range. That's key. And I've posted a whole bunch of times from people over the years, oh, what's the most consistent bait of, of, of all? And invariably, I'll get baits that something like um, a, a classic one would be a shad wrap style bait, you know, like like a flicker shad or a shad wrap. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Extremely consistent bait. Not the most consistent of all because of depth range concerns and bite triggering concerns. I can do better with some other baits. Again, find a couple of them that work really good for you and learn to work them in a variety of situations, force yourself to use them in a variety of situations. Because a key to being inconsistent is ricocheting all over your tackle box, trying 15 different baits on the course of a given day. Uh, That's very much a rookie level thing. If you ever see me doing that on television, that tells you that I am completely out of the ballpark. When there's 20 rods on the deck of the boat and I've been rotating through baits all day, I am out of the ballpark of what's going on with the lake. And usually the older I get, the more finally it will happen is towards the end of the day, I'll pick that goat minnow up and that's it and put everything else down and I will live and die by it. And more often than not, I will end up living because, again, it's very consistent. So ricocheting all over your tackle box is not a good strategy. Same thing with all over the lake. You're better to milk two or three spots really well Uh, particularly if you have any evidence that there's fish there, then you are trying to find fish that will bite easier or better. And again, we've done whole podcasts on that concept as well. But not being all over the lake, really focusing on catching the fish right in front of you. I had a friend that fished out of a float tube for years and years and years, and he caught tons and tons of fish. And he couldn't wait to get a boat, and he finally got himself a boat. And his catch ratio dropped like crazy, and he comes to me, why why do I I have this boat now? I have all this extra tackle and I'm catching fewer fish than I ever did before. He's doing exactly the mistake I'm saying avoid if you want to be consistent. And that is he's now carrying three times or five times as much tackle. So now he's trying a bunch of different stuff for one. And for two, now he can move around the lake a bunch better. And that's exactly what he's doing rather than focusing on fishing. <coughs> Excuse me, guys previously in the float tube he'd sit on a spot and milk it for all it was worth now he can't do that because the mindset is i have this fast boat i'm going to get around again consistency means really working out the fish that you have directly in front of you another really key thing changing gears here a little bit excuse me can be uh, focusing on lighter line Lighter line will get you more bites, no question about that. So focusing on lighter line is a really key way to stay consistent. If you downsize all of your line, your baits will act more freely in the water column. Your ability for fish to see your line will drop off in the the case that that's the issue. Your ability to work deeper uh, is easier with lighter line. Uh, There's just a lot of reasons why light line you can cast farther, uh, you know, again biggest one being your bait behaves more freely if it's not tied to a big piece of line and that's really important if we're talking about nylon monofilament or fluorocarbon monofilament as opposed to braided line. (coughs) Both of those are very stiff and they will deaden the action of a lot of baits. The lighter line you use the better off you are and that's part of the reason that I use so much braid with a fluorocarbon leader is I can get a lot of the other, (coughs) excuse me, advantages of lighter line with still having more tensile strength of the braid. So lighter line will help you be more consistent. Another thing that will help you be more consistent (coughs) is always gravitating to the wind. If you're ducking wind, you're not going to be consistent. If every time you go to the lake, you look for a nice calm spot to fish, you're going to be consistently unsuccessful. You want to catch fish, you need to stay in the wind more often than not. And the only exception to that, to me, is if the wind's blowing so hard that it affects your ability to present your your bait or lure. More consistent, if you uh, stay in the wind, because you're going to be able to sneak up on fish better, the environment itself is noisier and more busy, and the fish don't notice things going on around them as much, For one, for two, the food chain is activated, which is really important uh, because now you get the the wind stirs up the the phytoplankton, which gets the zooplankton going, which gets, of course, the insects, which gets the bait fish and on and on and on. Uh, And so being in the wind can be a very important thing uh, for staying consistent. And it's something that we do all the time. The other thing we do along those lines for consistency is always staying where I have access to deep water. If you're looking for the fat part of the bell curve of fish, which you are if you're trying to stay consistent, you're trying to find the population bell curve, you want the big thick part of that bell curve if you're going to be consistent because you have the most fish available to you. Those fish are going to have access to deep water all the time individual big fish might do any one thing. Little tiny fish might avoid deep water in a lot of scenarios, but the the, the thick part of the bell curve, regardless of the species, is going to want access to deep water, and that's going to be um, something that's going to be your friend. So you won't ever find me a really long ways up on a shallow flat if I'm trying to be consistent. You won't find me uh, you know, in really, really deep water if I'm trying to be consistent with the possible exception of some, some very specific scenarios that my sonar is showing me. Day in and day out, Joe averages do better to maintain some access to deep water without fishing in the chasm of, you know, hundreds of feet of water. So that middle depth range, say, depending on your species, I'm going to say somewhere from five to 25 feet of water. If you have immediate access to that, where you're fishing you're going to be around a high percentage of fish most likely. Another key thing to being consistent can be always to fish anywhere there is running water. I can pretty much guarantee you if there's some water running into a to a reservoir or pond or lake that's going to be a key spot you're going to be able to do that uh, consistently. Every time you visit that spot there'll be at least a fish or two there leading to your consistency. So any sort of running water that's coming in can be really good and it could be anything from a culvert to a ditch to a full-on inlet but being in and around it there's going to be some consistency there all the time of of certain numbers of fish. Another key thing that can help you as far as being consistent uh, is to really focus on transitions and not fish giant areas. So if I'm trying to work out let's particularly on a new body of water, let's say someplace I haven't been or a place I haven't been in a while, I can start by running only transition spots because a high percentage of the fish will be there that may not be the best place to catch a big one. It may not be the you know the the most uh, home run spot, but there's going to be a percentage of them there and I will be able to catch a percentage of those fish. So that's going to be, uh, another key thing. When I say transition spots, I'm talking about hard transitions where maybe the edge of a dam up against the natural earthen bank or the edge of a boat ramp or where a flat you know bank rolls over and turns into a bluffy bank or where the cattails end and the riprap begins or you know, anything like that where the gravel bottom transitions to mud. And the more distinct the transition line is, the more well-defined it is, the better the spot will be. So fishing transition areas every time you hit the lake is really good, as opposed to, say, dropping the trolling motor and taking off down a bank and fishing all of it. Then at that point, you are going to spend a lot of time away from fish. If you focus on the trans. Uh, on the transition lines you are going to be around the highest percentage of fish the highest percentage of time and that's going to be a key thing for you as well. Um, Another really key thing for being consistent for me is avoiding um, gimmicky baits or presentations or ones that you are not familiar with. If you really want to be consistent then you need to focus on learning some key presentations, as I already discussed, and really focus on them. As soon as you start trying to try everything that's out there, um, you're going to be less consistent. Now, the obvious question is, how would I learn anything if I didn't try different stuff? And that's 100% correct. That's why there's some days that I define as practice days and some days that are real days. Now, if you're Joe Weekender and you don't have such things as practice days, well, that's up to you. If you're a true student of the sport, maybe you need to spend some time doing that. If you're a tournament guy, your practice days should be just that. You're not trying to be consistent on your practice days. You're trying to find keys that are going to let you be consistent on your tournament days. Same thing with if I'm practicing for a guide trip. I might do everything opposite of what I'm telling you in this this podcast if I'm practicing for a guide trip. If I've got a trip tomorrow and I'm gonna put the boat in the water today and go run around and check for fish, I might check 20 different spots and I might check 10 different baits. But if I'm on said guide trip, I might fish two or three spots with two or three baits over the course of the day because I'm focused on being consistent and not learning as much as I can learn on any given day. And therein lies the difference in how I would treat those two days. So the time to go experiment with new spots on a lake is during a lull in, in, in action or something like that, uh, or a day that you don't have a lot in, uh, in play, or a day where you don't have your kid with you or a new angler that maybe is learning or things like that. Just you and your tackle and going out and looking around. That's when I'll do a lot of crazy experimenting. But on days that it counts, on days I want to be consistent, I'm going to focus on the things that, that we're talking about here. And that will be a big difference. Another key, <clears> route <throat> other than just moving around and, or not moving around too much and really focusing on fish, is not leaving fish to find fish. If your fish quit biting, let's say you're on a spot, you you're whether you're walking the bank or you're sitting in a run in a trout river or you're in the boat. If your fish quit biting, really assess, did they leave or are they no longer biting? Do I need a do I just need to change my presentation a whole bunch, which is always what I'm more inclined to do first these days. Um, Then, yeah, so be it. Then you maybe change some things to see if you can get them to bite or maybe rest them for a minute. Sit back, eat a sandwich, relax for a minute and just let the fish reset and regroup. Leaving fish that you know are there to find other fish is a great way to be inconsistent. So finding fish is half the battle. If you've got fish located and you've got a spot that's been producing, make that spot prove to you that it will not produce by swapping things up. Uh, And for me let's say my spots just I'm nuking them with the jerk bait. Now they quit biting it. Did they leave? No, I doubt it. They've tuned in to my jerk bait. It's such a, mm, let's say in your face presentation that after about the 20th cast through there, even if there's a bunch of fish there, they know that something's gone, something's going on and it's not quite right. Then you throw that little goat minnow back in there and lo and behold, the fish are still there and they'll still bite. So, You may need to change up a little bit, but leaving fish that you know are there uh, to to hopefully find other fish that will bite easier is a classic way to not be consistent. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves whenever we're filming Fishful Thinker television is we don't leave biting fish until they have convinced me 100% that they're not going to bite anymore. Uh, or that they're just flat, not the right size or species of fish that I want, and that goes to fishing for bigger fish. So, for instance, a giant school of 10-inch smallmouth, none of those fish are going to be suddenly 18 inches. That's not going to happen. So, that scenario, I might go somewhere else, but again, that's looking for a big fish, not trying to be consistent. If I was on a guide trip and we're catching smallmouth 10 to 15 inches one after the other, I ain't leaving that spot until the client either flat-out dictates they want to, or we can't catch those 10 to 15 inches anymore, period. Now, I personally, in a tournament scenario, might do the opposite of that. But again, we're talking about consistency. And for the record, guys, as we're getting towards the end of this podcast, my next podcast will be just the opposite. So next week, tune in, and it will be just the opposite where we're going to talk about how to catch one big one on any given day. Uh, One big fish is a completely different beast than trying to be consistent on, on, on any given day. So, that'll be our next podcast, but I'm not quite done with this one yet. Another really good key to consistency, uh, and this one is, it's up to the specific angler because some people have a different mindset. For me, it is to fish for what's biting. So, if I just want to catch a bunch of fish every time I, I put the boat in the water, every time I go walk the bank or walk the river... Maybe I fish for whatever the conditions fit the best. So if it's high, bright sun and glass calm condition on a nice clear lake, well, maybe I need to go fish docks for largemouth. And if it's breezy and overcast and a low ceiling, well, and big chop on the water, well, maybe I need to go fish some offshore structure looking for walleyes. The, the key is recognizing what scenario uh, you're dealing with conditions wise and what kind of sp- Species are in the lake and putting this, putting the conditions with the species they best fit. That may be time of year as well. For instance, my home reservoir right here is in a cooling phase now, as we're in fall. It's cooling down, right? Like every other lake. So the fish that were biting really good will start tapering off, even on the same weather condition for a given day, uh, because the water temperature is cooled. So now. The smallmouth that might love the sunny, calm weather or the sunny, breezy weather that's going on today, they might love that, but the water's colder now, so they're not as giddy. Conversely, the trout that didn't like that condition when the water was warmer because of dissolved oxygen issues, now they like the cold water, and in that same weather condition, now the trout are the species I should be fishing for, not the bass, because the colder water has the trout's metabolism a little more fired up, whereas has the bass's metabolism a little bit colder because of their general preferences as species. So fishing for the species that the condition fits the most can be a very key to being consistent or a very strong key to being consistent, I should say. Now, that doesn't work if you're a tournament angler or if you're just pigeonhole yourself as this is what i want to catch and i get it the beauty of fishing is you do it however you want and i can do it however i want if i want to catch fish every day and the conditions fit a certain species that's the species i'm going to fish for not any other other than that and that's part of the reason that i'm such a big believer in multi-species baits for one and also part of the reason i carry a variety of fishing tackle on any given day because if i get to the lake and it's a perfect day to crappie fish Well, I'm going to go crappie fishing, but if I get to the lake and it's a perfect day to go looking for lake trout, so be it. And in fact, one of the shows we filmed years ago now that's gone on to be one of our most popular ever was for lake trout at a big lake here in Colorado. And the day I started off thinking I was going to go pike fishing, and then we decided last minute that we were going to go laker fishing instead because it was real calm and it just seemed like a good condition for fishing really deep. Since it stayed calm all day, we fished for Lakers until I thought I'd caught enough of them. Then I thought, well, geez, now let's go maybe catch a pike or two. And it was kind of a blunder on my behalf because I rolled everything up, took off looking for pike. Well, what I ran into was glass, calm, high, bright sun and a bunch of pike laying in shallow water that didn't want anything to do with biting anything. They were basically roosted, so to speak, and they weren't doing anything. I fortunately recognized it within minutes of seeing those fish and went back out to the lake trout because the the calm sunny conditions Made it very easy to control my boat directly over the top of fish that were you know 60 to 100 feet below the boat made it very easy for me to control my boat and get a good presentation on those fish And because they're that far down they don't care what the sun or or whatever is doing conversely the pike had it been windy and and or maybe a little blustery that day it would have been harder to deal with controlling the boat for lake trout but the pike in shallow water would have been happy again pick your battles based on your condition and that's how you stay consistent either way conditions wise I would have caught fish that day on the lake it's just a matter of which of the two species I would have targeted and that's how it worked out so consistency in my opinion consistency is the most important thing in angling Uh, it doesn't a lot of times get you headlines uh it doesn't make you um sometimes famous per se but it will definitely send you home satisfied uh more often than not as opposed to swinging for the bleachers and when you're at the stage in angling they say there's three stages in angling first you just want to catch fish that's what we're talking about right here we want to catch them every time we go then you want to catch fish or then you want to catch big fish i should say and that's our next podcast and the last one is you want to catch fish how you want to catch fish and if you're at that point you don't need either one of these podcasts Uh, a classic example of that is a guy that only fly fishes no matter what the conditions are I get it. Knock yourself out. You Again, you can do you. Uh, fish however you want, and we can be friends. Uh, same thing with a guy that's a swim baiter. I'm, I'm only throwing swim baits, and, you know, they're going to be three or four or five-ounce baits on giant tackle. Fantastic. And when it works, it's a thing of beauty. But there's a lot of days you're going to strike out doing it, and, again, you do you. The consistency is to get a couple of confidence baits and learn to apply them in a variety of scenarios, typically doing so in lighter than average line, fishing strictly high percentage spots and not trying to milk run all the time, just stay, sticking with high percentage spots, fishing them very thoroughly, and you know really focusing on what those high percentage spots are as they relate to the conditions you deal with in the species that are in the lake. So consistency, in my opinion, is the most important one. And again, you do you. If you guys want to join the conversation on Facebook or Instagram, we would appreciate that at Fishful Thinker. We would really, really appreciate it if you'd subscribe to our YouTube. That's at Fishful Thinker as well. Uh, Everything's educational all the time. If you've got a question or something you want to email me, that's chat at fishfulthinker.com. And uh, we'd love to, uh, to get those answered for you. So we appreciate you tuning in. This has been Fishful Thinker, the podcast.